We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. This week on the Garage Beers Podcast, it is episode 49, and this week it's just the guys in the garage, and we are ready to talk to you about all things Cleveland sports. We got the Cavs playing well. We got all kinds of crazy rumors with the Browns and the Indians are trying to have a lower payroll than most average MLB players make in one season. We got all that, plus we got some fun games coming up. We got our Garage Beers of the Week and so much more, so come on up the driveway, pull out your favorite lawn chair, crack open a cold one, and join us for Garage Beers. Right, and welcome on in everybody to episode 49 of the garage beers podcast go find us online at the garage beers on twitter instagram you can find us on facebook you can now find us on tiktok all in conjunction with the belly up sports podcast network with you as always i'm your host michael keith find me online at garage beers mike and joining me coming from the east side of cleveland you got garage beers chad chad meyer what's going on chad guys i think i need to start smoking weed Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. Cause like, I get like, I see all of this like moronic, like, like, like people on Twitter that everybody wants to get rid of the offense that we just had on the Brown. And I get so, <laughs> I, I let it get so, let it work me up so much guys, because it's so stupid. Like, like, like we figured out how to have nice things when LeBron was here. But now that the Browns haven't been with haven't been without nice things for so long, we don't know how to deal with it anymore. We like we don't know how to deal with it. They just, just don't touch it. And I let it piss me off so much that like maybe I should just start smoking weed so I could just be calm through it all. I don't know. Chad's gonna slime an edible. He's not gonna give a shit about the Browns anymore, but he's gonna be outside <laughs> vacuuming his lawn. That's right. That's right. If, if I can if I can just find my feet, I'll drive. All right, Chad. Well, you know, we probably have some listeners out there that can hook you up and someday it should be legal here. Uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, at Garage Beers, Chad, if you guys hook up. Uh, uh, so while Chad mellows out over there down in Nashville, Tennessee, we've got our our other best host. We got Joey Whalen, Joe, Garage Beers, Joe. I, I don't even know why I introduced you that way. That was awful. I was, watching, guy, huh? yeah. I was, I was watching Dylan Windler drain a three for the Cavs and then I was like, oh, oh I got to introduce Joe. Go find him online at Garage Beers Joe. It's Joey Whalen. What's up, Joe? Uh, do you guys ever like wake up in the morning and 
you know, kind of like groggy and stuff. And you get out of bed and you go downstairs, you know, go outside. Uh, I don't know. People don't really get the paper anymore, but let's say you're going to get the paper and you're like, well, shit, there's a seven foot hole in my front yard. You ever, does that ever happen to you guys? <laughs> no, that is not uh, seven, no. seven, <laughs> seven to 10 times a week. Seven yeah. to 10 times a week. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I have a sinkhole in my gophers. front yard. Yeah, I, I woke up this morning. We have a sinkhole in our front yard. Jesus. Yeah, I'm actually currently like right above it. So uh, if you know, if this gets post Thursday, then you know things went well for me. Um, so <laughs> if it doesn't get posted, y'all never know. So uh, you know, knock on wood, uh, I don't fall into uh, the earth tonight, and um, we're still here. You know, it's we're just hanging out. <laughs> Listen, I'm not wishing it on you but <laughs> yeah. but if, but but if all of a sudden i just see you drop out of the bottom of the zoom screen here i might laugh my ass off no that would be pretty funny and i would i would hope that you would share that on our socials um <laughs> you know if we'd I, have I was to thinking, figure that out joe we'd have to figure that out i'm not sure we'd be able to if, yeah. if the manager of our property has the budget of the indians we might be in trouble so hopefully <laughs> hopefully we can kind of get things moving here all right, so Joe, coming at you from an incredibly perilous situation, Mike. What's going uh, on for the with show? You? We never, we never ask yeah. you, Mike. What's going on with you, man? What is going on with me? Uh, you know, life is good. I, uh, I, uh, I've continued my my addiction to TikTok. We just made a a new TikTok for the Garage Beers podcast, so go follow it. I think it's the Garage Beers podcast is the name of it on TikTok. Chad and I are doing some like uh, some. Uh, one minute game recaps after the I do the caps he does the blue jackets it's a lot of fun um, not much man I had surgery I have a huge birthmark on my face I had surgery on Friday and uh, just kind of in recovery mode I'm, I'm a little crispy a little, little oh, crispy yeah. and crunchy uh, but right. you know it's that Joey said last week there was an interaction between Mac Wilson and Patrick Mahomes mom that kind of restored his faith in, in humanity on social media a little bit I had mine a little bit because I, I, I put up a video on my personal TikTok about, you know, just the birthmark and the surgery and all that. And, and I've been flooded. Like, my phone's been going nonstop. With, I got, like, hundreds of comments of just like, hey, man, that, that's not as weird as you think it is. Keep it up. You know, whatever. Cool. Like, it's just really wow. cool. It's, very, it's been a very uplifting situation. So, yeah. Just all kinds of randoms, huh? Just Yeah. The TikTok community, I, I was talking about this last night with my girlfriend, the TikTok community, like Instagram is like all the things you like want or like can't be, or it's like this like level of like, for the most part, this like lamb of like things that you're like attaining, but will never have. TikTok is like the realest shit in the world. Like everyone's just like super person, but it's almost yeah. like video Reddit kind of. Oh yeah. That's a good point. I, you know, okay. I'm a, yeah. In the social media scheme of things, uh, Twitter is still my favorite just because I, I I love who I follow and what I follow at this point. And that's where, you know, you get all your sports stuff from Twitter. I, I just love the connection on Twitter. I think I think Facebook, I think I'm about done. I think I'm about to just shut off my Facebook uh -huh. because nothing good happens on Facebook. And then you always see, like, just the worst of people on there, like, making comments, and, and you just – there's no way to avoid it. It's it. Facebook's gotten to be terrible. Is it really? Cause like, I don't see, like, I don't do like do anything. There's nothing like public. Like, like my Facebook is just full of people. I know, like, it's not like, 
I don't know. Like, like where, where are you finding this? Is it well, people that you know that you're like terrible or like, what, what's that? Well, there's some of that, but, but what Facebook does that just drives you crazy is, is you can have some people you really like in your life, right? It, they could be family members and friends or whatever, but you know, obviously politics is where you see so much of the worst of people. So let's say um, NBC posts something that like, is like president Biden signed this into law. And then you'll see like, a family member or like a friend that makes just the worst comment, just like, <laughs> it, but, but it shows because they're your friend, Facebook shows that to you. It'll be like, uh, gotcha. so-and-so commented on this post. And then it shows you the comment and you're like, I want to like you. And like, I don't want to think of you like this, but <laughs> Holy hell, when you are talking like this on the internet, like, I feel like people I just, what, here's what I think. I, th- I feel like people get onto Facebook and they get onto those posts and they feel like they're just hollering into like a void or like an abyss and that nobody right. else sees it when in fact, everybody they know sees it. It's like, and I it's don't even brutal. know you anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. It's been a good, anyways, it's been a good week. And you know what, Chad? You know what, Chad? What? What? Thank you for asking. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank I you just for realized asking. that. I just realized that it took me 49 episodes, but I just realized we never asked you what's going on with you. So uh, we're starting a new trend here as we get halfway to 100. Listen, wow. man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. My has been pent up for nine months like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I'm going to do that. Do the thing from Liar Liar where he's talking about, you know, why the cop pulled him over. Michael, do you have anything to add? Well, now that you've asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have unpaid parking tickets. <laughs> yeah, We're running a red light and speeding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, boys. Well, listen, this is going to be a fun episode. It's been a while. Uh, and, and, and part of what we love on this podcast is that we are just blessed consistently with special guests. And we've got more good ones coming up. We'll announce that in a bit. Uh, but tonight, I'm really excited for this because it's just us. It's, 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 it's yeah. just Joey, Chad, and myself hanging in the garage, getting ready to talk some sports. There's some good stuff to talk about. There's some continued bad stuff to talk about and everything in between. But before we get into all that, obviously, it is the Garage Beers podcast. We got to introduce our Garage Beers of the Week. And so to lead us off with the Garage Beers of the Week, I know he's excited about his beer, so I'm going to send it down to Nashville. And Joey, what's your Garage Beer of the Week? I am. I haven't even cracked it open. How about that? Whoa. Oh, live on the pod. That was a good crack. Live on the pod. Uh, hey in honor hey, uh, of what that's our transition by the way <laughs> it should be our transition i like it yeah. that's it right there that was a good one. i want to do that and i want to get like a little maybe like a twist off and then and then a, a pop off with like and a fill the fill yeah, yeah I was, oh the fill too I, yeah i was gonna say that was almost per, a perfect sounder so if you could just clip that off and just put that in our transitions yeah. that'd be kind of cool ladies and gentlemen yeah. welcome yeah. to the garage beers podcast brainstorming session <laughs> episode 49 <laughs> um in honor of just like kind of just like the hectic uh 12 hours of me realizing i'm living above a sinkhole uh i have <laughs> the emergency drinking beer uh it's uh i don't even know who does this uh avon uh, avondale states is that it what i'll post it um i think it's from georgia anyways here all we right. go all right all right. Test it out. See what you got. Yeah. Mm. It's delicious. It's very light. It's a Pilsner style beer. Um, uh, yeah, this would be definitely something I would bring along in emergency situations. 
uh, if you're just at a uncomfortable event, um, uh, for instance, a funeral, <laughs> a wedding, and you're just like, I just need, we just need to finish one right now. This is what I would do. Chuggable, uh, easy going down. It's not going to get you too crazy. It's only 4.4%. Uh, but I, I'm enjoying this. And this is exactly what I need to just kind of take the edge off. I'm glad you went there because, like, when you said emergency situation, I'm like, if you're pulled over and you can't go anywhere, you're waiting yeah. for the tow truck. Hang on, officer. <laughs> officer, yeah, yeah. officer, you mind if I just crack one of these real quick? Yeah, sir. I drank before I drove. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Garage Gears podcast does not condone drinking and driving. No. Do not do that for right. the safety of all people around you. And also any local police off police uh, forces. Uh, if you need any sponsorships, contact Mike Jett or Gilliam. So that's correct. That's correct. Uh, okay. So yeah, from wild heaven beer down in Georgia, the emergency drinking beer from Joe Chad, what's your garage beer of the week this week? Well, I think this is uh, it's a popular brewery, uh, but I think it's, I, I'm not sure, but I think it's the first time we've had it on here. Mm. Uh, I went, I went to line and Kugel line and Kugel. I don't know. Oh. If we've had a line and Kugel on here. Uh, yeah, line and Kugel, and it's the Snowdrift Vanilla Porter. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's a solid beer. It's not it's not bitter like a lot of porters are. It's uh, a nice little uh, hint of real vanilla there, and uh, yeah, I like it. It's good stuff. Oh, like line and Kugel, a little line and Kugel. Yeah, uh, underrated. It's so readily available that I think people just don't like it just because of that. But I think line and Kugel makes decent beers. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Well done on that one. All right, so that brings it around to me. And I'm going back to an old favorite of mine, a brewery that I've had on here uh, several times, uh, but one that I just, it's one of my favorites. Uh, So just on the west side of downtown Cleveland, Saucy Brew Works. And this is a a special beer uh, because they have like Punch in the Nuts uh, is one of their more regular beer uh, selections. This beer is called Numb Nuts. So it's a variant of that. And Numb Nuts is an imperial vanilla stout with peanut butter and coffee. Mm, Mmm. It is real good. It's real good in my belly. Uh, As their beers usually are, this one's uh, just a a nice heavy uh, stout beer, but it's it's the right level of sweetness. It's 10.1% alcohol. And and I don't know. I don't know that I'm ever going to say anything bad about a beer from Saucy because I've never had one that I don't like. Have you all okay? But have you had a beer on here under ten percent alcohol? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Is this is this called the Garage Waters podcast? No, <laughs> no, no. I, I just I don't do think that? you have. I just don't think you have. You're like this one's a uh, ten to twenty one point two percent. Ten to twenty one point two. That's you nailed it. That's exactly <laughs> how much it is. Sure did. Sure did. Yeah, so those are our garage beers of the week. Again, we got uh, Wild Heaven beer from Georgia. We got Line and Kugels from up in Wisconsin, and we've got Saucy Brew Works represented from right here in Cleveland. Let us know what your garage beers of the week are. Tell us what you're drinking, and please send us recommendations, things that we can go find, whether we're in Cleveland or Nashville, and uh, we'll give you a shout-out on the podcast as well. So to you guys uh, here on the podcast with me, cheers. To you, the listener, cheers. Now let's get into it. Let's uh, let's talk some some sports. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of sports being played right now, which is nice. There's something to watch uh, pretty much every night. We're we're finally experiencing with the with the different seasons because of the COVID, the different length NBA season, the different length uh, NHL season. 
we're experiencing some of the fun that we kind of talked about before the year where uh, these teams are cramming games into shorter amounts of time. And that's been a blast, right guys? Like I, especially the NHL, it's like one night off and then two games and then one night off and then two games. And that has been, that's been nice. There's no long pauses to wait to watch your team. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. And, uh, and that's even going to get, that's even going to get quicker um, now because there's been a couple of teams like Dallas and Carolina that have had COVID problems and they are uh, like, they're, like I, I can't remember the exact numbers, but Carolina has to play like 56 games in the next like 92 days or something. Yes. <laughs> like that. Yeah. It's crazy. So, uh, yeah. They're going to be a little bit worn out by the end of the season, but uh, that should be fun. Come just, playoff time. Just a little bit though. You're only, I mean, yeah. that still leaves like 20 some days where you don't play. So, you know, get over yourself is basically uh, how yeah. I feel about but, that. But it's so much on your body. <laughs> I don't, was that supposed to turn me on a little bit the way you said that? Did it? I mean, then yes. <laughs> yes, then it, yes. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> Yeah, it's been uh, it's certainly been an interesting year. Again, they've got the different uh, the different uh, conferences, the different divisions. Uh, right now, the Blue Jackets are kind of by default uh, in first place, even though they're two, two, and three on the season. They got seven yeah. points. They're in first place in the Central, so off to a decent start. But again, uh, lots of talent in that division that'll that'll come to. Uh, I'm sure we'll be turning it on as the season goes. So they'll have to do that as well. Uh, other teams that are yeah. off to a good start for comparison's sake, the blue jackets lead the central with seven points in the East. Uh, there's only two teams that don't have at least seven points. Uh, so the capitals <laughs> 11 points, the Bruins off to a good start. Right. Uh, the blue Bruins flyers and penguins all have nine points on the season. Devils and right. Sabres have seven. I mean, that division, that East division is, uh, that is a, a hell of a hockey division. Right. North has been a blast. That's another one. The North is top heavy as all get out. They got three teams with double digit points in Toronto, Montreal, and Winnipeg. Uh, but that's fun. I mean, that's been fun just watching those Canada teams bash each other. It's been a great time. And then out in the West, eh, it's all right. You know, Vegas is off to a good yeah. start five and five, one and one on the year. Uh, but you know, St. Louis, Colorado out there, you know, there's plenty of good teams. So, this hockey season has been has been a blast to watch so far. But again, pair that with basketball, and it's just it just feels like it feels like a regular season. There'll be those kind of stretch of games, but then you'll have that stretch where it feels like they've got a few nights off, and you're mm-hmm. like, man, when is the next time they are? When am I going to watch the Cavs next? Or when's the next hockey game on? And that does not exist this year. And I don't know. I just I, I, things that are positive about COVID, massive amounts of sports. I've never been more appreciative of the separation of major sports throughout the year. <laughs> right. like it, it really is when yeah. one sport is ending, the next one is picking up like right in time. And it's like, you just don't have like that gap that we had at the beginning when everything was getting canceled. You don't have that gap anymore. It's just like, we are just playing. Everyone's playing. We're starting that next season, like baseball. They're going to spring training. What in a couple of weeks? Oh yeah. Jeez. I mean that's 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 right around the corner. What? Yeah, yeah, sure is. Yeah, sure is. But uh, you know, I did hear that baseball is thinking about. I I haven't seen any updated information on it, but I think I heard baseball is trying to delay the season, maybe until everybody's vaccinated. Is that true? 
Because, I mean, that could be forever then. <laughs> I mean, because who knows when vaccines will be made available for them. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I think they're going to obviously they're going to do what they did last year. And, and ultimately, it'll, it'll come down to the money side of things. And uh, they're not going to wait too long to get going with their season. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, it sounds like vaccine, more vaccines are on the way anyway. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, it's just been it's been fun to watch. And we got. Uh, and I guess we'll start here with our teams uh, because right now on my TV, we've got the Cleveland Cavaliers and they are just right now, they are laying the wood to the Detroit Pistons. They are late in the fourth quarter up 110 to 97. Uh, and so the Cavaliers playing really well and it's been a fun week for the Cavs, right? You had two wins uh, over the Brooklyn Nets after they acquired James Harden. And that was like a Colin Sexton show out uh, series. Mm-hmm. You had an awful loss up in Boston, which is fine. I mean, the Boston, like I said, I, I made that was the first game I made a little recap for. I don't remember Boston missing a shot in that game. Like, I don't, I don't know <laughs> yeah. that I saw them miss a shot. Uh, and so uh, you, you take a tough loss there and then you play the Lakers incredibly well. Like what an, what a, what an entertaining game that was the Cavs and the Lakers and you come back from that brutal stretch against the Pistons at home, and, and you're you're a few minutes away from a win. Guys, uh, the Cavs are must-watch TV right now. Like, there haven't been – there were years when LeBron was here that the Cavs during the regular season weren't necessarily must-watch TV. But this year, this Cavaliers team is much must-watch TV. You know, I get – I get uh, yelled at a lot. When I, when I've said that, I've said that the last couple of years and it especially goes for this year. And I still get, and I still get uh, yelled at a lot for it, but I've told people, I love this Cavs team. I enjoy this Cavs team more than I enjoyed the LeBron years. And then people will say, Ooh, and then people say, Ooh, what you didn't like winning. No, fuck. No, of course I loved winning. Of course I loved to ring. Of course I loved ring. Are you kidding me? What I mean by that is I enjoy this style of basketball that these young kids are playing more with the, with the, with the, with the ball movement, the teamwork, you know, they, they, they can score from anywhere. Yeah. I, you know, I, I just love, they play team defense, you know, and, and it's just such a much more exciting style of basketball for me to watch. And, and I'm not even the biggest NBA fan, but you know, in the LeBron years, you know, you kind of sat there and watched LeBron pound the ball into the floor for 22 seconds and then drive and either dish and someone shoots. And, you know, that's all well and good. And I, again, thanks for the ring. But this is just such a much more exciting style of basketball. I've watched more Cavs games on TV than I've watched in the last 10 years, Mike, in this season. So I, I'm in total agreement with you. So start. let's start from the top here for a minute. Uh, or, or, or the top, at least, of the people on the floor. Uh, J.B. Bickerstaff is the first coach that I can remember with the Cavs. Now, listen, when you have LeBron, this was always my gripe with people with LeBron, especially when he left, they'd be like, oh, LeBron was carrying this no-talent team to the playoffs. And I'd be like, no, no, that's not what happened. You have to build a team around LeBron. And Mm -hmm. so you build a team knowing LeBron is going to dominate the ball. And so you need guys that are going to be able to catch and shoot. So when you have LeBron on the floor, That's crazy effective when you have guys like Kyle Korver out there that are just draining threes, Channing Fry, our buddy Channing Fry, who can just stand there. Hey, Channing, go stand there and make a three. Right. That's the role. So when you remove LeBron from that situation, it's not that you had a bunch of scrubs with LeBron. You didn't. You had a lot of really good players with LeBron. You just didn't have anybody that was going to create for the rest of the team. Right. 
Right. And, and you, had to change, you had to change your style. Yeah, yeah. You had to change your style. That was LeBron's role. Well, the problem is with the coaching staffs that you had to endure, uh, they, that's how they had to coach. And that's okay. This is the first time that I remember the Cavs hiring a coach where it's a, he's making a distinctive impact in how the game is being played out on the court. Like mm-hmm. there is a JB Bickerstaff style of basketball. Uh, and, right. and, and that's exciting. That's, you know, these guys defensively uh, you've got, you've got all kinds of guys that are like between Larry Nance and Andre Drummond that are like leading the way in like deflected passes and Larry Nance leading the league in steals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got offensively these guys, Tim Alcorn voice of the Cavaliers on their radio network was right. These young guys are stepping up. Darius Garland is a good basketball player. Yeah. Like that guy can go out on any given night and drop 20 to 25 points. He's not going to do it all the time. He's not going to average 25 points, but he can do it any given night. And that's one of the guys that we had a question going into this year. Like how much can he improve? He's got to, he's got to prove something this year. Well, he's, he's certainly proving it this year. He's, he looks like, it really looks like he's rounding out to be that true point guard. Uh, you know, a scorer and he can also facilitate and create for sure. There's, there's so many, the the funny thing is when you go top to bottom on this team, there's nobody that just, there's nobody that, that can't contribute. Yeah. Like they're mm-hmm. all contributors. Isaac Okoro tonight. Good example. Okoro's not a big scorer. He doesn't need to be at this point, nope. but good defense. That dude against the Lakers the other night, one-on-one with LeBron all night. Mm-hmm. Isaac Okoro was one-on-one with LeBron James all night. Yeah, LeBron had a great game, especially towards the end. But, like, what an impressive thing for a rookie to do to come in and do that. Uh, when you look down this roster, even at the bottom, JaVale McGee comes in. He contributes. Like, all of these guys. Dylan Windler tonight. Do you want to know what Dylan Windler's plus-minus is tonight? Mm. He is plus 29 tonight. Nice. To lead nice. the Cavaliers. What's Lamar Stevens? Uh, Lamar Stevens is inactive. <laughs> so we're not counting Lamar Stevens. But they're starting to get healthy, too. No, I know, I know, I know. They're going to keep getting healthier. Larry Nance is out right now. He'll be back in the near future. Kevin Love is going to be back at some point. Like, right. this team is is healthy. They're playing well. And, 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 and like you said, Chad, between you've got your – You've got your star-ish player. You've got your player that's ready to be a star. That's Colin Sexton. He's ready mm-hmm. to be a star. Colin yeah. Sexton uh-huh. will be an all-star this year. I believe that. Yeah. 26 points again tonight. Uh, yeah. He'll be an all-star this year. You've got your veteran leadership. Andre Drummond, dude, his stat lines, 21 points and 15 rebounds tonight. Yeah. And that's oh. exactly what you get. That's, that's, and that's just another day at the office for him because that's, uh, that's all he did when he was in Detroit. 20 and 15, 25 and 18, yeah. 30 and 20, like, like whatever that, that's exactly what you got in him. So uh, yeah. What an incredible, like low key pickup for, for, for Kobe Altman. I mean, I, would, I, would, I shouldn't say low key, but he grabbed Drummond for literally nothing, but that's what he does. It's just amazing. That's yeah. what he does. So let's go above who's on the court. Let's go to Kobe Altman. You just went out and grabbed Andre, Andre Drummond. Like it was nothing <laughs> for us, for a sack of basketballs. Yeah. Andre Drummond. Another guy that very yeah. good chance to be an all-star this year. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about what Kobe Altman did a couple weeks ago. For Ed Monix and a washing machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, Houston, oh, looks like they're getting close to 
trading James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets. Kobe Altman picks up the phone. And he's like, you guys need somebody? You guys need somebody <laughs> to jump in on this trade? Because I'm here. I will jump right. in on this shit today. I got a right. bunch of nothing, and I'll take some players. And yeah. like nothing, like nothing. He gives up a different team's first-round pick, yeah. essentially, and pulls in uh, – who do he pull in? Jared Allen. What's he doing tonight? Ten uh, ten points and one rebound. And Torian Prince. Doing. And Torian Prince, 16 points tonight, plus yeah. 19. 16 and seven for Torian Prince. Torian Prince – has been one of the most impressive players since coming over. Right. Like what is what is Kobe Altman made of that he just like <laughs> it's like he's it's like he's got like a one of those police scanner things that he can listen to, but it's like a trade scanner thing. And yeah. like very yeah. last minute, he just picks up the phone and he's like, Hey guys, I don't want to entice you too much, but I have nothing to give you if you want to just throw some players my way. And teams are like, Yeah, uh, let's do it. Uh, 10.34, uh, we got a book the Nets trade. They're about to trade uh, James Harden. Trade for James Harden from Houston. Anybody want to get in on this? Anybody at all? Yeah. I, I, uh, Kobe Altman, phenomenal. Uh, the draft pick was great. I, you know, I think Isaac Okoro is only going to get one. I think he's only going to fill out and get bigger. And two, I think he's just going to find his way offensively. Like Isaac Okoro is just going to be one of those guys that finds his way. But the cool things about what the Cavs had – and this is why this goes back to draft strategy all around, right? Because there's always that debate. Who do you take in the draft? Do you take the player you need or do you take the player, the best player available? Right. Well, there you go. The Cavs just busted you. I don't know that. I don't know that overall basketball, I don't know that Isaac Okoro right now is the best player, but he certainly was the biggest need for the Cavaliers. He's a perimeter defender and he brings athleticism and speed out onto the court. Right. Right. And they plugged his. 19 year old ass into this starting lineup and all of a sudden they can play team defense and they're a totally different team. I mean, just the way they're building this team. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to get to a point with the superstars in this league. While you got LeBron roaming around and you got Giannis roaming around and you got these other great players in this league, Kevin Durant. I don't know how they're going to get to championship caliber, but Holy hell, they are certainly, they're certainly playoff caliber. Well, I mean, honestly, they're building this team like the Spurs. It was just a mix of veteran, veteran talent with, with, with a mixture of young, like young up and coming superstars. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, San Antonio, you know, you had your mono, you had your Tony Parker, you had your. Uh, yeah, three Hall of Famers. Three Hall of Famers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you had, you had three All of Famers, but that, I mean, but then you had contributors like sure. you know, like I don't know, like Bruce like Bowen, Patty Mills, like Robert Bruce Owen. Bowen. Yeah, Robert. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you had guys. I mean, you had your superstars, but then you had guys uh, like really excellent guys who stepped into their roles and and, and were stars in their own right. So I, yeah, I mean, I they're just building. It's almost like they're building a complete team, which is weird to say. Uh, but Kobe Altman is figuring it out. That first time LeBron left, they had, they had no idea. They had no idea how to play without LeBron, but Kobe Altman has figured out how to build this team, and he's doing a masterful job at it. And then when you go to the top, and when you go to the tippy top, and we're going to hear the exact, the exact freaking reverse of this when we get to another Cleveland team in just a little bit. But when you get to the very tippy top of the organization, there's Dan Gilbert, and the reports have already come out. Dan Gilbert has told Kobe Altman – based on the way this season has started for the Cavaliers, that when the trade deadline comes around and they're getting ready to figure out how they want to set this team up for the rest of the year, 
Let's go for it. Dan Gilbert has given Colby Altman the green light. Go get whoever you need to get and let's compete. Yeah. I'll spend the money. Let's compete. Yeah. And I told let's go. Like, what more do you want yeah, to hear? I told you guys that I told I told you guys, Dan Gilbert's an owner that doesn't want to be bad for and and, and you know, and he sees how this season is going. Yeah, it, it would not surprise me. The problem that they have is, and you and I talked about it a little uh, earlier, I think it was last week, Mike, that what an awesome problem to have because you again, you look up and down this roster, there isn't anybody that I would like. I like want to get rid of like, right. where do you right. improve this? Team? <laughs> where do you improve this team to, to put them over the edge to compete? Where do you do that at? Now the game tonight goes final Cavaliers beat the Pistons 122 to 107. So after the two big wins over the nets, they followed up with those two losses to really good teams in the Celtics and the Lakers. They get back in the win column. They beat the Pistons 122 to 107. Uh, and, uh, and you're right. It, it's, it's a, it's a likable team. It's a talented team. They're going to have to figure it out. This isn't, this isn't the finished product, so they're going to have to figure it out. That means some of these guys are not going to be here. Yeah. And that could mean Andre Drummond. That, that almost certainly means Kevin Love at some point. Uh, but at the same time, uh, what a job they've done. And, and this is what you want to see. And, I, and I'll tell you what, for the team that's just across the little plaza over there in the gateway complex, if they, do they still call it that? Uh, is that still the gateway uh, complex? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I still do. I mean, it is gateway. It is the gateway parking garage. So, yeah, let's call it gateway. I'll tell you what. This is a team that not a lot of expectations, but I bet if 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 full arenas were allowed, there'd be 20,000 seats getting sold to these games every night. Oh, if not, I mean, if not, it would be close because it's an exciting team to watch and they're winning. So, yeah. 100% I agree. So awesome start for the Cavaliers. Again, they're just sitting right around 500, but again, playing basketball in the East and knowing that more teams are going to get into the playoffs uh, than in years past. Uh, they are well on their way, uh, hoping they can avoid any of those uh, killer like three win months, but they're well on their way to a playoff berth, uh, which has, uh, has been a lot of fun to watch. Um, on the other hand, because we just keep hinting at it, uh, more news continues to swirl around. Uh, the team in the gateway complex. Uh, this is a lot less fun to talk about, uh, but you've got the Cleveland Indians over there who a couple weeks after trading the face of their franchise, the biggest face of their franchise in decades, uh, the face for, of baseball for uh, players whose face names I still haven't learned yet. Really? Uh, <laughs> the Indians are over there. Just, uh, I don't know the strategy here. I don't – now we got rumors flying, and I don't know. They could be unsubstantiated, but generally speaking, when like when like a, a reporter chucks a rumor on social media, generally speaking, there's something that was told to that person from somebody that they have a level of trust in. Now we're floating rumors that Jose Ramirez, a guy that has been a multi-time MVP, like runner-up, who is on a nothing contract, <clears throat> like an absolute uh. nothing contract, nothing contract now there's rumors that the indians are floating jose ramirez's name and trade talks and what are they trying to do? like i'm legitimately at the point now going they got to be trying to move this team there's no other explanation for this move or sell one of the two sell one of the two yes do that yeah but like i mean i, I don't know 
<laughs> I don't know. That's that's all. I I don't have a good reason. People are why are they why would they do that? Why would they get rid of Jose? I have to, honestly I have no fucking clue. I have no fucking clue. I I, I mean I've given up on the Dolans. I have honestly I've given them so many passes throughout the years. But the, this the 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 Lindor move and now if this rumor has any clout to it and it's like they give away Jose, I I. I <laughs> You almost need like a like a fantasy football commissioner to come in and like reject the trade or something. Be like, you, y'all need to chill, okay? Everyone needs to take yeah. a breath. It's like try. It's like the flex seal guy trying to like slap the piece of tape on like a boat that's like leaking water or something. It's like this is this is a sinking ship and like something has to happen here. Uh, we're gonna void out this trade you made with the Nets and Captain Cockshots uh, based on his uh, uh, horrible history. <laughs> Uh, and we're just going to give you guys Francisco Lindor back. Oh my right. God. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's really it. It's like, if they do make this move though, I got to think like at least a sell of the team is not too far behind. Why else would they take it down to like the nuts and bolts? Like they're, they're, they're damn near on a minor league payroll. <laughs> Does, that make it, like, Does that make it easier to sell though? Like, like look at all this potential talent we have and we're going to get, so is that like is a fresh slate like enticing to like a future owner to the team like it's just i don't know from what i from what i it could be i mean from what i understand it it, it is from from a couple of people i guess i've talked huh. to they said yeah it, it makes it easier because they oh god what do they say it's like people can kind of build it how they want to build it or yeah exactly well yeah. that and you know that and they've got a another thing that makes me you know think that a sale isn't too far behind is the no name like that they don't have an idea of a nickname yet uh so it's just kind of a clean slate for somebody new to build their own brand just to come in by the team and name the team after themselves (laughs) robert smith's the 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 cleveland cubans there we go mark Mark, if you're listening mark if you're listening i know you are Or maybe the Cleveland Gilberts, we could actually buy some talent for the team. Yeah, right. the Cleveland, the Cleveland Gilb Gilbsums. Like I it's, want Gilbert and Haslam to collaborate. It's just absurd. And again, Chad, you sent this, and we've talked about this. You know, the top ten payrolls in the base in baseball are all huge cities. I know you talk about Sandy. I don't know where you're here in San Diego as a small media market, but it's like the eighth largest city in the country. So it can't right. be that Wait, small of a media what? market. But Come like, on. Come on. Colorado, Denver, not a huge market. Their payroll going into the year, right as it sits right now, $124 million. St. Right. Louis, right. very Cleveland-like. St. Louis is very Cleveland-like, $118 million. Right. Minneapolis, Minnesota, their payroll coming in is going to be like $90 million. Kansas City, $80 million. Milwaukee, $65 million. Shit, we're just asking for $65 million. <laughs> Chris <laughs> Davis. Yeah, yeah, Chris Davis, $36 million. Million. Whatever. With a 190 batting, or, I, that might be generous. As of right now, Cleveland, twenty-eight million, good for last <laughs> place in baseball. Yeah, in the middle yeah. of, in the middle of the prime years of the guys that they brought up, who now they are right. getting rid of. Right. Uh huh. In the middle of what's supposed to be that contention window that they that they talked about, man. Once we get this guy up, and once we get this guy up, and right. this guy up, then spending money's not going to be a problem. It's not going to be a problem. It's oh, not you sure? Be a problem. Are you sure? <laughs> In the middle of that, your payroll is $28 million. Yeah. How do you feel about it? How do you feel about it's it? It's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. No, it, it, it really is. 
and give me a pass. Go ahead. If we're on the freeway, I'll get out of the left lane and I'll move over like you're supposed to do. And you can go around me in the left lane with the opinion that, well, you saw the pay, you saw the attendance. Payrolls are not decided by attendance in baseball stadiums. That is not what decides payroll for a team. Oh, teams make more money. Oh man. Teams make more money in about eight other places before it gets to payroll or before it gets to attendance. Attendance is like, Oh, should we have Sugardale hot dogs or like the off brand? That's what attendance helps you make that decision. (laughs) That's the decision that helps you make. It's not payroll. Oh, yeah. G- <laughs> GFS. GFS hot yeah. dogs. Yeah. Next year. GFS. It it just. You just got all real housewives on it. I love it. You just got it, all real housewives. Like, payroll doesn't listen here. <laughs> I just. That, I'm so tired. I'm so tired of people sticking up for somebody who is supposed to be like a billionaire or a hundred millionaire, whatever, however much money the Dolans have just constantly defending their decisions. Well, if attendance was better, stick the attendance up your ass. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. own a, a baseball team that is valued at over a billion dollars. Yeah. Put a, put a product. It's not put a competitive product on the field. They've done that. But when your windows open, go, go for it. Right. I think right. in Cleveland, I, I think in Cleveland, we all understand. I think in Cleveland, we all understand that this is going to be a bit of a roller coaster. There are going, this, you're not going to get consistent high payroll. You're not going to get uh, teams that are just going to be competitive, like uh, spending $200 million a year. So there's going to be ebbs and flows. You don't stop. Sure. You don't stop the team in the middle of the high point. And say, well, too late. We got to trade our best player and we can't spend any money. And boom, here's $28 million. It's, it's, yeah. it's inexcusable. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, and I know you've mentioned it before, but that, that's, this is where I am done with it. You know, I never expected them to go out and get these, you know, these huge, huge names and, and, and spend, you know, $300, $400 million on, on these guys. But when you can't pony up the dough and you have the money to pony up the dough, for your homegrown talent, your face of the franchise, not only your face of the franchise, but the face of baseball, one of the two, one of the like four faces of baseball right. in general. What are you doing? What are you doing owning a sports team? All right, go own something else. Go like buy like 15 chains of Pizza Hut or something like, like, like to, 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 to make money. Like, cause you, you and remind me never to eat there. Cause the food's probably rotten. Right. Like why? Like, like what? I, I, if you're not in baseball, if you're not owning a sports team to go out and try to win titles along with making money, I, because winning titles is only going to make you more money. I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Well, and then it's, and, and this has been one of the problems they they talk about the attendance without taking any responsibility for the reason that the attendance has been what it was. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and put a good ballpark or a ball, a team out on the field. 
But like the minute the team was competitive, they put those prices. It was like it was like the same price to buy an Indians ticket as it was to buy like a Red Sox ticket. Like right. that, what do you, that can't happen. Right. All, the, all of a sudden, I, I, I contend always one of the biggest mistakes they made was just getting rid of cheap seats. Yeah, man. Uh-huh. When, like as a high school kid, 16 the, years old, the bleacher seats, the Pepsi bleacher seats. You either sit in the Pepsi bleacher seats. We used to pay six dollars to sit yeah. up in the upper deck in right field. That's and so awesome. Be a whole bunch of people up there. We used to go That's bring cans so of Pepsi, awesome. and you get six out of bleacher seats. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you you all of a sudden they big timed it, and they didn't realize it as they were doing it. And I've been screaming it for years. I, I'll never forget this. I, I was a I was a twenty game season ticket holder, and I did it for one year. And I stopped and I told him, I called him and told him I was stopping when I got to my seat for a game and there were little things in every cup holder. And I thought, oh, cool. Maybe there's like a little giveaway, a magnet, something they put in all the cup holders. It wasn't. You know what it was? Rules for attending the baseball game. (laughs) Rules. And, And they included things like, don't be too loud. Oh my God. <laughs> don't stand up. Don't. don't stand up was one of the rules. Do not stand up. I, I called. I was like, don't even ask me to renew. Right. Who do you guys think you right. are? Right. For years. As somebody who worked in minor league baseball, this has been so obvious and they're so bad at it. They, sh- The Indians games should have felt like minor league baseball games. Right. They should have been right. affordable from the start. They should have been affordable. You would have been packing that place. I love what they did with some of their stuff, what they did with the food and the bar. That's great. That feels minor league-ish to me. There's a big bar in the outfield. That's great. I don't get that anyway. I love that place. Oh, I love that. I mean, I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. Like it's a great place to hang out, but I, I also just, I also don't get it. Like if you're going to go to a, like if you're going to go to a bar to sit there and watch the game inside the stadium, like let's just, let's just, (laughs) Go to a fucking bar. You're paying, paying like, 80 bucks to get in the door. <laughs> yeah, let's go around, go around the bar around the corner. Like, the hell of a cover. I think it's smart yeah. because I think it's, I think it allowed a lot of people to go with their friends to games that maybe wouldn't ordinarily because they don't really care about and they don't really want to sit and watch the game, but they can yeah. just go hang out with their friends and go to the game. It's $13 or whatever the ticket was. There's your cheap seat. That's a good one. Yeah, but you're right pretty, in the sun the whole game. Whatever. It's, it's a good time. It's, it's like, like, it's like, it's like it's like free to walk into other bars like on the street. I know. It's, it, listen, it's a good time. It's, <laughs> they got it's bigger TVs at the other bars too. <laughs> you're right. Uh, it's a yeah. smart idea. It's a good time. But but the rest of it, the the, I'm telling you, I, the, the the second most attended baseball stadium I've been to is Fenway Park in Boston. They don't even have ushers. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. that? They don't even have ushers. You want to go sit in any seat in the ballpark you want to sit in? Go for it if you can find open seats. They don't sure. care. Yeah. You can literally yeah, walk down I, right behind home plate and plant your ass and sit there and watch the game, even though you bought a ticket for the outfield. Right. In Cleveland, sure. what do they do? Holy hell, if you sit one seat to the right of the seat <laughs> you are assigned, there's a there's like a dog that comes down and smells your ass and matches it to your seat. And they oh, like so hot. handcuff you into your other seat. That's so hot. They do That's everything so wrong. They do everything wrong. They, they, they. Yeah, I mean, I thought once I've, they started. Have you ever been to Wrigley? I have not. And that sucks. I want to go to Wrigley, but I've never been there. 
Oh, yeah. Like you go out in the bleacher seats. I mean, there, there's no ushers there either. And you go out to the bleacher seats. The bleacher seats are first come, first serve. So if you don't get there early and you don't get your ass into a seat, you're you're in standing room only. You're like you're standing at the back. You might not even be able to watch the game. Like, so it's, it's just that kind of stuff. It's just, yeah. It's just it, when the Indians started getting good, all of a sudden the front office, meaning like the, the, the operation side of things, the business side of things, just thought, oh, we're getting good. So now we need to like lock this place down. And it wasn't fun. It wasn't, it was like, <laughs> it was stuffy in the ballpark. It was, you couldn't move seats. You couldn't do this. You couldn't do that. You were getting rules put in your seat. Like yeah. it was stuffy. And yeah. people don't like that. And it was expensive as shit. And people yeah. don't like that. And so then they have the audacity to be like, Cleveland fans just aren't all that good because we were putting a winning product on the field and the fans weren't showing up. The fans weren't showing up because it sucked. <laughs> and because yeah. I can watch that winning b- product from my living room and be more comfortable and have just as much fun. Oh, it's even, it was even for the people working there, Mike. Like I know a few people who work, uh, I mean, no name, no names. But, you know, I know a few people working there for a while. They couldn't even post on their social media that they work for the Indians. They couldn't even, they could, they couldn't even do that. They, you were not allowed to, 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 to let everybody know that you work for the Indians unless you had a conversation saying, yeah, I work for the Indians. That's it. You couldn't even do that. Hold on. If we're going to just continue this conversation, just I need something. Uh, ooh, okay. Ooh, there we go. Transition. I like the delay. You like what? Transition. Yeah, I like the delay. It really drew me in. Oh, see, thank you. Hey, <laughs> yeah. listen, it's uh, let's let's talk about let's talk about today. Now there's rumors out there. There's Vegas betting. Uh, apparently, the Indians are like a favorite to sign Marcel Ozuna. Marcel Ozuna. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be a good improvement in the outfield. I still think they're going to be a competitive team because they still have the pitching. And if some of these offensive players come around and you pick up a guy like Marcelo Zuna, okay, you got a decent lineup. I just, they have made it for the first, one of the first times in my life, the Indians have made it so that I, they're my favorite team and they've made it so that I don't really care. Like, right. oh, great, Marcelo Zuna. That'd be cool. I would like to see Marce- And And it's almost like you have to sign Marce- Marcelo Zuna. It's like somebody is in that front office, like, uh guys like we can't we can't 28 million dot we can't go into the <laughs> season like this we have to just go sign oh. someone like can we just Bradley give someone Zimmer like- out there with like four arm casts and like you can't keep throwing him out there like that you need someone else in the outfield and, and you know it's going to be weird if they do sign someone like ozuna you know, they have a $28 million payroll. It's going to be like a one year, $26 million. Payroll. Right. Right. Like by contract. And then all of a sudden they're going to see your payrolls like uh, still in the bottom part of the league. Uh, yeah, look at that. We're, we're right up there though. Anyways, I got it. I can't, I did this last week because we, we were talking about Lindor <laughs> and the trade and, and it's just, it's, it's like they don't believe in PR. That's that's my gripe right. with the Indians forever. It's like they don't even believe in PR. It's my it's my gripe with Larry Dolan or, or whatever Dolan, Paul Dolan. It's like they don't believe in PR. Somebody should have stopped Paul Dolan before last year or whatever it was, before he got on the radio just like a month before opening day and said, oh, well, if you like Francisco Lindor, enjoy him. Somebody in PR should have been like, don't say that. Don't, 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 do not do that. Don't do that. Please stop it. They don't believe in it. They just do whatever. 
and then they find reasons why they have to do it. It's always an excuse. And, and listen, we've talked about this. I appreciate what they've done. I do. Uh, but again, and people scream at me about this. I appreciate what they've done, but in their, in their glory years, in anybody's lifetime, because before the 90s happened, there were no Indians glory years after 1954. That was the last of the Indians glory no. years. So in all oh of these glory God. years, the 90s, now this this run that we've had, they didn't win. No, they didn't. They're an organization that I, still, I was just gonna say it's an organization that likes to create problems that almost pass their back, uh pass themselves on the back for fixing those problems <laughs> that they created in the first place. It's so painful to watch them. It's like it's like if you're working from home right now during COVID and you're sitting on your ass all day and you don't take your dog out at six PM it's like, Well, I gotta take the dog out. Like, come on. It's like right. The dog poops on the floor, and then they're like, I picked that poop up. Yeah, Woo! I picked the poop up. Like, what else do you want me? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 they just, um, uh, I, I had somebody get, get a little heated with me about, uh, about the fact that I always say this. They, they didn't win. They didn't win in the 90s, and they didn't win now. And none of these <laughs> glory year stretches did they win. They came close two times, but they didn't win. And so people come at me. Would you rather? Would you rather have them? You know what? At this point, I'd rather have them win. And if that means they win, and then maybe they're good for a little bit, and then maybe they got to rebuild, and then that's going to be a little slow, and then they come back, and maybe they try to win again, I'd rather have them win. Because once you, and in hindsight, once you just kill to do what the Royals did and go to back-to-back World Series and win one of them, and then be dog for the next five years after. I, 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 the ultimate goal is to win a championship. My ultimate goal in my life, here's the thing. I'm okay. If in my life I get to celebrate one Indians world series championship and they never, I've been, I'm 35 years into this thing, 36, almost years into this. I've celebrated. I've, I've seen 10 years of really good baseball strung together. They didn't win. So what would I prefer? I'd prefer them to win. And if, and if I never get to see them win a World Series again after that, awesome. I got to see them do it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's just going to be like this Cavs thing. I mean, we we got our one Cleveland championship, right? And and, and then that's kind of the same thing with the Indians and Browns. I I mean, it's just if we can get to that mountaintop just once, it's like it's it's almost like sports life complete. You know, you know, we'll we'll still be able to argue, you know, about how good or bad they are after those years. But if they if if just one of those if one of those championships happen for each of those teams we're we're good we're yeah. good to go. Think of it this way: for the Indians, you have to be eighty years old to remember the last time they won a championship. You have to be eighty yeah. to remember that. And yeah. if you're younger than yeah. eighty and listening to this podcast, first of all, if you are eighty or older and listening to this podcast, hey, we love you. Thanks for doing this. Congrats on technology. Yeah. Uh, if you're a younger than 80 and you're listening to this, you have no recollection of the Indians ever winning anything. No. So I, I'm no. a little tired of the, well, we won the division that one time and we made the playoffs like three straight years. I'm a little tired of that. I mean, I mean, unless you count American League championships, that, does that count? No, that's not a World Series, <laughs> my friend. Hell no. 
All right, let's get off this. <laughs> let's get off this and let's get into other craziness because, uh, A, we got to talk about the league in general. Uh, but, B, we uh-huh. gotta, we, there's more shit going on about the Browns. It never, it never fails to amaze me that we just had the best season in, in, in ever. We had the best season ever with the Browns this year. And holy shit, the stuff that people are talking about with these trade rumors. And I'm watching some guy who did a good job making his point, even though his point was awful, terrible, just Going off that the Browns, the Browns have to get rid of Jarvis Landry. The fuck uh, are you talking God. about? What are you talking uh. about? The Browns have to revamp this offense. Revamp this offense. No. What? No. The offense is fine. No, I know. What are you talking about? Oh, the God. offense that won 12 games this year. Because you- it was the offense that won 12 games, right? We we're all on the same page. Yeah, defense yeah. did not win twelve games. No, of course, it and was. and most of those games without Odell. What well, like? Where are we doing this? It's going to happen. Like I said at the beginning, you know, we figured out how to have nice things when LeBron was here, but we can't. Like we just have no idea how to do that with the Browns. This offense is perfect. Not perfect. Okay, I don't want to say perfect. Nothing's perfect. This offense, you don't need to touch it. Okay. Sorry. I know, I know money issues, cap issues are, are going to come into play, <laughs> I, uh, but that's literally, that's literally the only thing you have, ha, you, you have to hang your hat on, but guess what? Good teams, good teams to have a good team. It costs money. So if, it, if, if you don't, if you don't keep up with that, with, with that good team, I, I I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that because <laughs> well, it, maybe, it's maybe. almost it's almost like uh, like like the people that are reporting and talking about the Indians and not being able to you know afford Lindor and they're crying poor about how much money our franchise can't spend because we don't make enough and it's like in like the same breath they're like oh my god how can we afford OBJ and Jarvis and yeah. big and like it's like that does that's not the same argument there. Like this is a totally different sport. One and two. Why are you messing with this? I, I don't know. I'll say it's a perfect offense. What? Yeah. What are you going to improve on? Nothing. Nothing. No. People and watch. That, here, that, here's the thing. The backups. Yeah. Let's say okay. Let's improve on the backups. I don't know. People watch Tyreek Hill, and they they watched. I saw it happen right in front of my eyes. They watched Tyreek Hill, <laughs> and then. For some reason, conflated, they they some reason came to a conclusion that every good team has a a speedster like Tyreek Hill, and they're like, the Browns need that. Let me tell you something real quick. If you're listening to this, there's one Tyreek Hill. There's only one player like Tyreek Hill. In the NFL, there is one Tyreek Hill. That means every other team in the NFL does not have Tyreek Hill. Right. So when right. you're like, and they, they need a guy like that. There is no guy like that. He is the guy like that. The other guys like that. The other guy you watch is like, they watch Miko Hardman. Good player. He, he's, he would be like the number four receiver on our team. Yeah. Nowhere near. He drops as fast the ball a ton. He's not fast or, or he, no, he's super fast. He's very fast. He's not physical. And he, you can't trust him to like make a catch like in traffic or anything. 
but they watch those guys and they're like, that's what we need. You think <laughs> you don't just don't find those guys. Yeah, people think that like guys like like Tyreek Hill who run like three seven forties yeah. just kind of, just kind of happen. I can't just drive my happen. car as fast as Tyreek Hill. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, also, the the draw to Tyreek is that you know obviously it burns safeties on routes and linebackers on routes, but like you know a, a lot of his catches and like success comes from Patrick Mahomes just moving around the pocket, dancing around the pocket for 10 seconds at a time. Baker's not going to do that. Baker's going to roll out and throw the ball. He's not hanging out there for 10 seconds, dodging defenders left and right. Like Patrick Mahomes, that's not the offense we're going to be like, that's it's just so, so like short sighted to try to compare anything that the Browns are doing, literally anything to what the Kansas city chiefs are doing. It's not the same thing. Listen, if you're a Browns fan and you want a guy like Tyreek Hill, you better get over to the trade finder and figure out a way how the Browns are going to trade for Tyreek Hill. Cause that's literally the only way you're going to get a guy like that. Otherwise just- you play with what you have, <laughs> which is Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham. Uh, you got Hollywood, you got Donovan Peoples Jones. You've got a great receiving core. You got good tight ends. You got the best running back duo in the NFL. You got your franchise quarterback and a great offensive line. So yeah, because I don't know. That, I, I guess I, I I feel like I'm gonna spontaneously combust every time I see that fucking shit on Twitter. Like it's just it's 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 so like nobody even gives concrete examples why, because it, it's always like well uh, m- maybe maybe Baker won't have the chemistry when OBJ comes back. Maybe uh, Jarvis and Rashard are are the same type of receiver, so you're gonna have to pick one. Uh, maybe you need to no no. No, there's no maybes because it's already there. Everything is already there that you need, that you need. You have the burner in OBJ. I know people think that he has mediocre numbers, but you know what? He he adds a dimension that you didn't have to this offense. And, and he still has the skill set to be an elite receiver. So uh, stop giving me with the maybes because this offense is fine. The other this thing offense is, is just fine. The, smart people like us will go, no, Odell's great. And he just, you know like try to convince people remember Odell's first year with Baker was under Freddie kitchens. That's not going to go well. No, Uh, it's not his second year with Baker. They were trying to figure out a brand new offensive system again. And Odell had some monster games in that year, Uh, Dallas, Cincinnati. You can look at Odell's massive game. And as a whole team was figuring out that offense too. Right. Right. Travis Landry didn't catch a touchdown until Jacksonville. Correct. Uh, I don't know. People just don't quite get it, but we're going to play a game. I'm going to, I'm going to do a you little want, segment here. I'm going to do a segment. You want to tell me real quick. You want to tell me that about OBJ's injury problems. Fine. I have no argument there. He is injury prone, but when he is on the field, if they're trying to tell me he doesn't have the skills of an elite receiver, you are out of your mind, out of your mind, out of your mind. You know what? I'll give you some of the weed that I get. If a listener hooks me up, <laughs> yeah. so you can just calm down on that OBJ. So we're going to do a little segment here. Joe, I'm going to need you to find, and you can put this in afterwards, but I'm going to need you to find some nice calming music, maybe something you'd hear at like a, uh, like a, like a, like like a massage, massage parlor. Like, a, like a spa. Like a spa, yeah. If you could do some like spa music. So Chad yeah, made a great yeah, note. Let's... Chad made a great note, uh, and he said, one of the things we're going to try to do oh, is... Can you real quick, can you kind of just bring it down a little bit? Well, hold oh. on, I'm going to. I'm going to. Oh, okay. You're explaining the rules. I'm doing the rules. I thought you were going right into it. One of the things that Chad put in our note was that we're going to try to reprogram the minds of Cleveland fans, Browns fans. 
And what better way to do that than for me to, to just speak softly to you and, <laughs> and try to calm you down off your bullshit. <laughs> and, and so Joe, you know, uh, at this point, Joe, if, if you could, uh, when you're editing this in, if you could at this point, start that music, calming spa, uh, something soothing, something nice. And if you're listening to this, unless you're driving, if you're driving, don't, don't do what I'm about to say. Cause it won't wind up well for you. But if you're listening to this, just kind of close your eyes, kind of lean back, and kind of let your mind go a little bit. And what we're going to do is we're going to reprogram your Brown's mind. Your Brown's mind is found deep, deep in the, in the lateral cortex of your brain uh, next to the medulla oblongata. And we're going to get in there, and we're going to fix you, and we're going to help you be better. I'm going to get his ornery because they have all them teeth. <laughs> Chad, no talking. <laughs> Baker Mayfield is a franchise quarterback. The Cleveland Browns have one of the best sets of wide receivers in the NFL. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt is the best running back tandem in the NFL, but they don't need to run the ball every play. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns offensive line is filled with monsters that maul opponents. Kevin Stefanski is the coach of the year, and he doesn't need to give up play calling next year. The Cleveland Browns have a competent front office who knows how to improve the team heading into next season. I can be released of all my Browns brainwashing I don't have to think the same way anymore. You can just enjoy watching this team and know that they're going to be good. Okay, that's it, everybody. You can open your eyes. Oh, oh my God. That was brilliant. <laughs> that was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> oh we all needed it. You all uh, needed you should it. Add, you should have added it with, uh, yeah, better defense needs a lot of work. Hey, everybody, it's Coach New Holt. Oh, no, no. These Browns are so good. These Browns are so good that you're, you don't even have to worry about the, you don't even have to worry about the offense next year. Okay? Oh, Just don't worry about that speed on that defense. I can't, man. All right, hopefully that got you all better. Hopefully you're all feeling uh, a little better now. You're relaxed. You're ready to go for the rest of the week, and and you're not so crazy about your Browns paranoia anymore. Dude, that's uh, our clip right there, by the way. That's our clip. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's, it's, no it's brainer. When you add in that music, that's our clip. No brainer. So let's talk a little bit about the rest of the league because there's other stuff going on. Obviously, we got to talk about the Super Bowls coming up. Uh, so yeah, uh, let's just talk real quick about uh, conference championship week uh, weekend. We do have breaking news. Oh, go on. Uh, it was on. Oh, it was on my watch, and then it went away. Was it the Texans? Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know so who this is. So, and and this maybe shame on me. Maybe I should know who this is. 
but the Texans hire Ravens assistant David Culley to be the next head coach. Talk about a all-star hire. Bill O'Brien, man. Hey, listen, I hope David Culley's good. I don't, I don't know much about him, so I hope he's good. Uh, Bill O'Brien is the worst thing, right? Like, can we all come to, like, what he did to that Texans team? Oh, God, yeah. Are you kidding me? He should be, he should be charged with yeah. some type of, like, like, I don't know he, if it's, like, insider trading or, like, just something that, like, he messed up that company and franchise for a lot of years. That team is going to be really bad because you're, you're going to lose. Yeah. Unless, hey, listen, there's a chance you bring in a new coach. Maybe the new coach sits down with Deshaun Watson. They have a talk. He sells Deshaun Watson on the process. Deshaun Watson wants to stay. And maybe the Texans don't have to go looking for a new quarterback. But not right now. Right now, Deshaun yeah. Watson is like, I'm, a, I'm gone. If Deshaun Watson leaves that team, oh, they're going to be mm-hmm. so bad. Yeah. Maybe very, the Browns can poach J.J. Watt. Yeah, that'd be nice because if that'd Deshaun leaves, you know, you know J.J.'s going to leave if, De- if Deshaun leaves. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, that's 100%. Such an interesting time to hire a head coach, too, when you're not sure about Deshaun Watson. Like, I, I feel like, you know, getting hired on as a coach, you have a game plan for how you want that offense to look for the next X amount of years and to have your franchise face of the franchise, the Francisco Lindor for right. the Texans, right. Potentially being traded. Uh, it's just, uh, that's a weird, weird room to walk into. Dude. It's, you know what? Hopefully good luck to this guy. Uh, whatever his name was, uh, David Cully. Hopefully he gets <laughs> off to a good start, but that just walking into the ultimate, it's like, it's like if you're moving into an apartment and the the person that was renting the apartment before you just smeared shit on the walls before they moved out. That's what David Cully is walking into. So good luck to him. But uh, yeah, let's talk about championship weekend for a minute. The Super Bowl is set. Uh, neither game was really all super competitive. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went in and had their way with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in Green Bay. That was my favorite. Everybody was like, oh, I'm taking Green Bay. Tampa's not going to go up into the cold and win. And I was like, did Tom Brady not play in Boston for like 20 years? Like, yeah, have you met Tom Brady? Right, yeah. What am yeah. I missing? <laughs> yeah. What am I missing? Yeah, you, you forget that. You forget that Tom's at home in that environment. You move mm-hmm. Listen, <laughs> don't bet against Brady. Even in no. the Super Bowl, man, I know everybody's going to be like Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. And, and I, if you had to like, if you put a gun to my head and said, pick a team to win, I'm going to pick the chiefs, but like, don't bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs. No, I'm not, I'm how not, you, how, how could you? No, but that's the thing is like, you know, it, it, it's really just a question of can, can that Bucks offense keep pace with the chiefs? I mean, it's, it's really, it's really a question of every game that, that, that whoever is playing the chiefs is, can they keep pace with that offense? Because, I, I I don't know. You, you know, the Chiefs can run away with a game in a hurry. But so, listen, uh, yeah, it, you know, listen. I don't think enough credit is being given here. In, in all of what I'm uh, watching on TV and on Twitter and everything, I don't think enough credit is being given here. Of all of these things that Tom Brady has accomplished in his career, he left Bill Belichick. He left the Patriots. He left the system he was most comfortable with. He went down to yeah. Tampa Bay. He took a couple of lumps this year, and he sure. and he took that team to the Super Bowl. And and sure. of all yeah. of his accomplishments, 
if he wins this year, if they win this Super Bowl, this is the crowning accomplishment on Tom Brady's hat. This is mm-hmm. to leave to leave that's yes, to leave the system where you were a Super Bowl favorite every year for the last 20 years. Every year for the last 20 okay. years, the New England Patriots were a Super Bowl favorite. Every year to leave that, to leave that and to walk into Tampa Bay, a team that was that they've got talent, but holy shit, were they directionless? To walk into that, uh, yes, they were. Yes, they were. To no, walk into listen, that, listen, listen, and they, take no, them no, to no, the no, Super no. Bowl. They were a qu- uh, no, that offense was only a quarterback away. Jameis Winston, who didn't have LASIK before that year, uh, you know, throwing <laughs> thirty interceptions. But that that team was a quarterback away. The, you know, this the Tom Brady walked in. I, I mean, and this is this. I'm not trying to make. I'm not trying to say that this won't be crowning achievement. But Tom Brady walked into the most talented offense that he ever had with, in in any of the years in the Patriots. So like like it, it, he walked into a loaded offense, which is fine. Which is fine. He did and, it. And, okay. And All right. Hold on. Backtrack. You're you're making excuses here. He's 43 years old. Yeah, that just played his entire career in one system. I don't care how sure. loaded. A, hey, you know whose offense is loaded? The Browns. You know whose offense was loaded last year? The Browns. They, they okay, were, okay, and well, they were but, terrible. But, but Baker was the big. No, but yeah, but Baker was unproven. Tom Brady is obviously a proven one of the greatest to ever do it. That's so. It, that's, you, you put that's one of the greatest what, ever. What you're not giving him credit for, Chad? You're not giving what? him credit for the fact that he, they weren't just a quarterback away. If they would have brought in Teddy Bridgewater, they wouldn't have been any good. If they would have brought in, if they would have brought in, uh, I don't know, what's his face from Chicago, Nick Foles, or they would, they would have been like, oh, 500. They, Tom Brady left the only system he's ever known. That does, that, you're when, not making any sense. You're not making any sense. Quarterback away. They were, they were a good, a, a really good quarterback away. They were a good quarterback away. That, that, that offense, again, it's loaded. It's talented. Well, how does how does Ted? Yeah, of course. If you put Ted, a mediocre, a lesser quarterback there, but Tom Brady, but Tom Brady, you put you stick Tom Brady with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. You add Rob Gronkowski. You add Antonio Brown halfway through the season. Are you kidding me? The, and 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 those two other role players in Scotty Miller and Cameron Brate. Yeah, and Ronald Jones is a very capable running back. He never had a good running game. Oh, well, I guess I guess if you include Corey Dillon, but he never he never had a good running Listen, game. I'm not saying I'm not saying they're not talented. I just think I think there's a lot of discredit that like ah, uh, but Tom Brady walked into this situation. No, Tom Brady walked into a situation. We've we've seen it. We've seen it here in Cleveland. What we've seen is chemistry matters, and the way a team plays together matters. Tom Brady walked into Tampa Bay where he had no chemistry, where he had no, he's never, he never played with Bruce Arians before. He never played with those guys before he walked into Tampa Bay and he, and, and he molded the whole thing to himself and took him to the Super Bowl. It, it literally is one of the most impressive things. I don't, uh, in, in the first year, in the first year, like to, 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 to discredit him and be like, Oh, look at how good all these other guys were. He just needed to show up. No, no. What he did no, in the no, first no, no, no. year is uh, incredible. I, I, I'm not saying I'm not, not saying that at all. They, they, you know, had the mold. They had 
had to mold the offense to Tom Brady. It's a little bit of offense, just like Bruce Arians always his. My point is that he needed, if he was going to leave Tampa Bay, he needed to walk into a talented, or leave New England. He was going to, he needed to walk into a loaded roster like that to be successful, to be successful outside of that. He needed that because he is near the end. Whether he wants to admit it or not, he is near the end. So if he wanted to get to another Super Bowl, this was the smartest, one of the smartest decisions he could have made was to walk into that because he had the talent around him to where he could mold them as well. And remember, here's the other thing. Remember, those players on that Tampa team have never really tasted real success like that. And then to add to the resume of it, because I do, I think it's one of the most impressive things I've seen. To add to the resume, you go in and beat a team that is a cohesive, played together for a long time, rock-solid team, in New Orleans, you go in and you wipe the floor with them. Oh yeah, New Orleans, yeah. And and then you go up to Green Bay, and you've got a cohesive unit that those players have played together for a long time. Two Hall of Fame quarterbacks you're going up against, Drew Brees, and then you Hall of Fame quarterback in Lambeau Field, Aaron Rodgers, and and you just uh, and you wipe but them. But the helmet to helmet hit, Mike. But the helmet to oh jeez, <laughs> don't even holy shit. I mean, all of Cleveland I mean, exploded. I mean, I, just, I mean, I think Tom Brady, Tom Brady deserves credit. And I think if they win this Super Bowl, uh, I already think Tom Brady's the best quarterback I've ever seen. And, and, and I've had some arguments online about that. Uh, maybe I've seen more talented quarterbacks. Maybe I've seen stronger armed quarterbacks or there's certainly, or, mo- there's certainly, mo- there's certainly more talented quarterbacks. The guy just competes his ass off and he wins. He's the that's best. Re- quarterback that's really I've what it is. Seen. That's really what it is. When yeah, you take no, everything, no. talent, yeah. intangibles, intelligence, when you take it all and you smash it into a player, you want that player to be Tom Brady. It's he's incredible. He's incredible. Uh, yeah, so like I said, so the Bucks, like the Bucks make their way into the Super Bowl, and it's for the first time in the first first for the first time since they've been hosting Super Bowls in in neutral sites. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the first team to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium. Uh, so. Tampa plays at home and they will face off against the Kansas city chiefs who just destroyed the Buffalo bills. I guys, here's what I took away from that game. I think we all, I don't know. I don't know why the Kansas city chiefs defense wasn't better than it was all year, because I think in this playoffs, the Kansas city chiefs defense has looked really good. Yeah. Oh, cool. Good. (laughs) Oh, Good talk, guys. I, 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 I thought I was, that was, I, I was ready I for a statement there. I was expecting more. Like you, like you stopped, but I was like, uh, is he done? Is he not? Like, what, what's he doing there? All right. But, uh, yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 were, they were better, but I mean, they still weren't elite. But yeah, they were better for sure. I don't know. Those, those defensive backs, man, they are like, they are all over receivers. All over them. They were all over Browns receivers. There were no easy, like wide open, like there were very few of that. Uh, they were all over the Buffalo Bills receivers. They made life impossible for Josh Allen. And that's a really good Buffalo Bills team. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, uh, getting Patrick Mahomes back. He played like Patrick Mahomes. And they are going back to the Super Bowl to defend their title. Uh, and, I, you know, would I have been excited – now, you know, obviously the Browns would have been the most exciting thing to me, but there's also a part of me. Yeah. You know, I think we all, I think everybody agrees. Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback in the NFL right now. If you don't agree with that, I think you just 
you're just too biased. Uh, you're getting you're getting like the the goat versus the goat kind of like you're getting the yeah the Tom Brady at the end of his career, but still playing at an elite level versus the next uh, the next guy. You're getting Patrick Mahomes, who's poised to be the next goat. Hall of uh, the guy's been in the league for a couple of years, and you're already like Patrick Mahomes is a Hall of Famer. That's kind of exciting to watch. It's like it's like a passing of the torch. I love. I don't know if you guys have felt this. I love the the public just shift from last year to this year. Uh, I mean, obviously, I would would say most football fans love or like Patrick Mahomes, but everyone hates the Chiefs now. It's crazy. It's like last year's like the Chiefs were coming out of just it's similar to the Browns, not that similar, but years of just being average and mediocre and. And and then they 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 were the Super Bowl winning team, and then this year it's like it's like oh the Chiefs screw them man like everyone yeah. wants them out as soon as possible they're sick of them already. Oh yeah, and nobody, only nobody likes to see teams win back to back. Nobody likes that. Yeah, and they're only going to keep on winning as long as Mahomes is the quarterback of that team. They're only going to keep on winning. So uh, yeah, I mean they're they're going to become the new Patriots eventually, just like the Yankees. Everybody hated the Yankees. Because because of all the all the championships, it's people hate to see the same team win it over and over and over again. Yeah. So we got we got Bucks, we got Chiefs. Super Bowl weekend coming up uh, in a little over a week, uh, and the NFL season comes to a close. It was a great NFL season. Uh, the Browns were phenomenal, as we've talked about, and we look forward to a whole off season of finally talking about like. How are the Browns going to get from the divisional round to the AFC championship to the Super Bowl? And that'll be a lot of fun and something that uh, most of us have never done before. So uh, that'll be real exciting. Uh, uh, real quick, before we get to our last segment of the night, a uh, little, a little rivalry going on in the, in the background here on the podcast, the, uh, <laughs> the two hockey teams, your two hockey teams going at it. And it looks like Joe Fred's uh, came out on top, huh? Uh, two nights in a row. Yeah, we won in the shootout. Oh God, it's, we just uh, can't hang in the shootout anymore. Without without Kane's in the shootout, Kane is our only good shootout guy. We'll take a minute to celebrate, Joe, or just sit there silently. Either one, whichever one you want to do. I just wanted to look. I, I haven't looked at the standings recently. I know you were talking about how the Blue Jackets were on top. I just wanted to see where. I don't think the Preds are near the top, but we might have. Six well, that does that. Do, that whole division is messed up right now because oh, yeah. Carolina, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Carolina, uh, yeah. Dallas, and Tampa have only played like three games. Right. So, oh, they they've got a lot yeah, of games. Preds had one canceled. Up. Yeah, we had one canceled. I think it was against Carolina. We had one canceled or two canceled. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, honestly, I, I just I don't have the capital to watch the Preds this season, and I'm really sad about it. So oh, you know what, Chad? I would normally. Real quick, while we're on hockey. Chad, we haven't talked about the trade. So I just, I kind of want to hear your impressions of the trade, the Blue Jackets, and then we'll get into our last thing. Okay. So, uh, well, um, it, I mean, it that, had that, that's, that's my cue for you to start talking about it. Wait, okay. wait, when? When? Right now? <laughs> like, right, like right now? Um, uh, honestly, um, it's a situation that had to happen. Like Pierre Luc Dubois was clearly dogging it on the ice. Just watching his last couple of shifts in his last game as a Blue Jacket, he only played three minutes and fifty-five seconds. 
You only oh. have three minutes and fifty five seconds of ice time. When what you it, when one of your superstars is doing that, they're either injured or the coach is pissed off at his effort, and that's exactly what towards happened. So I I think. You know, obviously they weren't going to say anything publicly, but just that alone goes to show you how bad the situation was and how it affected the locker room. And, and you could just tell, you know, he was he was he was dealt the next day and the, the Jackets came out on fire and they you know came away with a huge bounce back win against the Lightning. Now, uh, on the other side of that, Patrick Lining and Jack Roslevic coming back. We boys. Listen, it's a good okay. pickup. So Jack Roslevic is going to add great depth. He's, he's, he's a great, he's going to be a second or third line center. And he's got a lot of upside. He's very athletic. He's a hometown boy. He's a Columbus native. So that, and he's always wanted to play for the blue jackets. He grew up watching the blue jackets. So he's going to be very motivated and, you know, Winnipeg up there, they're just so deep, especially at center. So there almost just wasn't a place for him. And let me tell you what though, boys, Patrick Laine on the other side, he wanted out of Winnipeg too, just like Pierre-Luc Dubois. No one really knows. It's not really clear why that relationship soured. But if Patrick Laine comes in and, and he buys in and is able to play uh, for Torts and Torts gets him to buys in, Blue Jackets just scored one of the best snipers in the league. One yeah. of the best snipers in the league. 250 points, guys, in 306 total NHL games. Yeah, it's uh, so it's, if if he's the blue on the power play, which they struggle with a lot, with a lot, and and he is he is a sniper. The only problem is there's so many questions. There's so many questions uh, answer unanswered that we're gonna find out real quick. Well, we'll find you know, out. But uh, is he gonna stay? Is he gonna work the system? Well, we'll figure yeah. it out. But uh, you know the 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 jackets. You know, it's it's super upsetting about Pierre-Luc Dubois. He's an incredible young player. He's 22 years old. Uh, and, yeah. and you know, we talked to uh, Jean-Luc Rampier about it, and he was talking about, oh, maybe he wants some big lights, and he wants to be in in a big spotlight or whatever. Well, hey, welcome to Winnipeg. Well, enjoy the big well, spotlight. Uh, well, and that's the thing. And that's the thing is Winnipeg, <laughs> Winnipeg isn't exactly a huge spotlight, but that market is psychotic about hockey that, that hockey team up there so uh he, he better produce or that that fan base is going to be all over him yeah. all right cool so that's gonna that's gonna do it for a lot of our stuff we got one last segment because we've got to do this because <laughs> one of the great nfl slash wwe promos uh was given this last week as uh up in detroit uh, they've hired their new football coach, Dan Campbell, uh, former tight end. Uh, you'll remember Dan Campbell played. He was a monster, still looks like a monster. And Dan Campbell gave just one hell of a promo in his press conference. Uh, and we're going to play a little bit for you now. And then the three of us are going to give you our best NFL head coach wwe style promo that we can give you we're going to see how we compete with dan campbell but let's listen to dan campbell first what's this team going to be what's it not going to be here's what i know all right i know that detroit's made up of great people some really good people all right this community is strong um this place has been kicked it's been battered it's been bruised and i can sit up here and give you coach speak all day long i can give you uh you know hey we're going to win this many games i can't 
that uh, none of that matters and you guys don't want to hear it anyway. You've had enough of that shit. So excuse my language. All right. Here's what I do know is that this team is going to take on the identity of this city. All right. And the city's been been down and it found a way to get up. All right. It's found a way to uh, overcome adversity. All right. And so this team's going to be built on uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth. All right. And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right. And we're going to stand up and then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right. And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap and we're going to get up and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you before, before long, we're they going to be the last one standing. I wanted this job back. I mean, that's <laughs> incredible. That's incredible. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> that, sir, that you were, that is going to result in so many penalties. I was going to say, I was expecting the glass to break, like right after he was done with that, and, it, <laughs> and just walk through the curtain <laughs> and, and, and just chug a beer. <laughs> what were you saying, Joey? Sorry. Sorry. I, I think I'm on a little bit of a delay here. So I'm sorry for the interruption. I, I love how methodical it is. Like, there's there's multiple steps to this process. It's like you have to re, read the syllabus uh, before joining this team <laughs> to kind of figure out, like, what's the order of, like, uh, you know, getting knocked down, what kneecap you bite off first, left or right how many punches you should take the second time before falling, you know, it kind of adds up. Honestly, it's, it's a lot to think about. Yeah. I don't know if we could do the math. Just so many kneecaps and so many penalties. <laughs> so that got us thinking, we're going to close out the show with this. Uh, we're going to give our best Dan Campbell style WWE head coach promos. Chad, this was your idea. Hell yeah. And so Chad, you got, you got like 30 seconds. Okay. If you're in your head coach uh, press conference and you want to kill it, just WWE promo style, you're on the clock now, Chad. Let's hear your intro press conference promo. You know, we've been knocked down before and we keep getting back up. Just like the city, we keep getting back up, getting back up, getting back up. As many times as we get knocked down, we're just going to keep fighting. And I'll tell you what. This team is going to keep fighting, okay? We might take out kneecaps. We might take out hunks of you, wherever that may be. Even in the sides, your face, your buttocks, I don't care. Sorry for the language. But come Sunday, you better bring your best. Because at the end of the game, when Matt Prater hits that field goal, in the middle of those goalposts, we'll get you with the one, two, three, game over. Oh. Ooh. All right. All right, Chad. That was that was beautiful. All right, Joey. Oh, great! Wait, I don't Joey. know if I got the voice for it. Joe, you got the voice for it. You got I don't know thirty if I got seconds the voice for it. Promo. Right, you so... just got hired as the head coach of the Detroit Lions. Let's hear your promo. Well, um, as a new hire uh, from the Cleveland Indians organization, oh, no. I just want to let you know that we're going to do our best to develop all of our talent, no. and they're going to be phenomenal players, the face of the NFL. And, um, uh, well, we're going to trade them all away. You're fired. I'm fired. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was amazing. Okay. Well, don't hire Joe for anything ever. Uh, No. So that leaves me. I got got 30 seconds. I got to... We gotta get try to get amped up for this, okay? Oh yeah, brother, we're gonna we're gonna come out there. You're gonna come out with your 
pads and your helmets. We're not gonna wear pads and helmets to our game. We're gonna come out there, yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna rip your heads off, yeah. And when you come at us with your helmets, we're gonna take a bite out of your helmets, yeah. And and we're gonna eat them for dinner. And when we get done with you and you're sprawled out there, yeah, all over the field, you're gonna wish that you didn't play the Macho Lions. Oh yeah. <laughs> Love it. What that is it? What is it? Is it like Longest Yard or something that reminds me of? Uh, there's some like just comedy football movie. What is it? It might have been. It might, it might have been just Longest be Yard. Straight WWE press conference. Maybe that's you. That might be it. We might have had a similar conversation over Christmas where you sounded exactly like that, talking about some game of Madden or something. <laughs> that could have been it. That could have been it when I was beating in Madden like 15 times. Uh, all right, boys. Well, we had a good time. It was fun just doing this, the three of us, uh, as, as again, we get real lucky. Uh, we got some good ones coming up. Uh, special guests, you want to stay tuned. Next week is episode 50. We're going to plan out some fun, special things for episode 50. But one of the special fun things that we've got, we know we're going to have Corey Fuller on joining us on the podcast, former Cleveland Brown. That's going to be a ton of fun uh, talking to Corey Fuller, former uh, defensive back. And then the week after that, oh, my God, I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited. <laughs> we got another hockey episode the week after that. Episode 51 is going to feature the legend from the Columbus Blue Jackets and a whole bunch of other teams. Uh, it's going to feature just goaltender slash IT man extraordinaire. Ron Tugnut <laughs> is going to join us in a couple of weeks. We're super excited for that. But uh, this was fun with just the three of us. Boys, you got anything else before we get out of here? No, man, I'm good. Same. All right, again, uh, if you're if you're joining us for the first time in a little bit, uh, check us out on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. You can check out their website, check out their socials, uh, but we're on the Belly Up Network. Uh, but for Chad over there on the east side, at Garage Beers, Chad, for Joey in Nashville, at Garage Beers, Joe, I'm Michael Keefe, at Garage Beers, Mike. Go follow the show at The Garage Beers on most of our socials, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, we're all over the place. Uh, go follow us. Thank you for TikTok. listening. I said TikTok already. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, and we will be back next week, episode 50. Cheers, everybody. coming to bed hon yep honey i'll be right there just got to turn out the light ow 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 ah. some things never change like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on and geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance sweetie i think i left the downstairs light on P please don't make me go 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more